Hey, Dan. Yo. Uh, I have a question, but before that, hey, Yanni. Hey. I have a question for you, too. Uh, so sometimes I'll, I'll have a bit of a song in my head, right? Uh-huh. And every time I hear part of the line, my brain automatically fills in the rest. Like like throughout, uh, throughout the pandemic and stuff, yeah. uh, I would hear people say about the world, the world being this and the world being that. And they would say, the world is. And I couldn't help but say, a vampire. Uh, because the world is vampire. Oh, right, yeah. I like it. I, like it. <laughs> I also, this is a super terrible one because it's a very what? basic phrase, but yeah. I'll hear somebody say, this is, and if they uh-huh. pause after this is, I uh-huh. have to say it's a story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. This is story of a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have anything like that? Do you wow. have like little bits of song oh. that like... Every time you, it's, it's like a phrase that might come yeah. up or just a, a turn of like a, a usage of words that, that uh-huh. it's not, not even a whole phrase. Like, like more, the world. That's not a My phrase. thing, I think I gravitate more towards like a, a movie quote maybe. Movie like, okay, oh, that's for like, sure. Same thing? I, yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, an example. Maybe if someone were to say like, I'm just a girl. You sure? Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be, that could, that could bring a up song a song too. lyric. That's or, almost a, yeah. Or mm-hmm. what was the song? She was. I don't know. That's an interesting think one. Cap- though. Yeah, think Captain Marvel. Like that. No, you guys roll that around speaks- in your head. See if you come up well, with another you know, one for next time we talk. Okay. Well, for me, it's like my brain kind of pauses sometimes when people are talking, and I sometimes like auto complete it before they say what they say, and it's usually mm-hmm. something <laughs> vulgar. But like, ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, for fun. But uh, yeah, but it's never. Yeah. It's never that. But, uh, you know what, Raul? I just thought of one too. I don't too. know either one of those references you guys. Which got Dan? About. You didn't know that oh. one, Yanni? The world is a oh, vampire. Uh, Smashing pumpkins. Smashing the pumpkins. World is a vampire. Yeah. Bullet with. Oh. I don't know if Yanni would get that oh, one. Yeah. The only thing I know is from them fam- is like, that's how the song starts, though. That's the same song. That's the one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the song. That song. That's, that's that song. That's the opening. That's the song we're talking about. It starts with him saying, "The world is a vampire." Yeah. And then it kicks in. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Raul, I was yeah, thinking right, of um you know from uh uh like comedy bang bang where they uh, like sure. they uh they quote the uh yeah, it's Ben like that that kind oh, of like yeah. things you know oh, like for sure. that's oh, the go to that. and uh, it's yeah, it's it's been but also yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So Dang. it's like so similar like because yeah. the whole phrase is already there, but uh-huh. you're pulling it directly from, from the song. The song. Yeah. For some reason yeah. um, right, right, stained right. stained uh mm-hmm. has like uh, they performed on Conan, and it has oh. like uh, like almost like a hundred million hits for some reason. Yeah, oh. um, but that song's big. That song was the their like main song was really huge. But like on, on Conan, I'm on the yeah, outside. On I'm looking in show. that one. I don't know. I don't. It, it, maybe they have two songs. I don't know. I'm looking through you. See to the real you, because <laughs> inside you're ugly, ugly like me. Well, you know what you have to think too is did it go viral <laughs> for some reason in pop culture? Which I know one thing, but it wasn't that big. It wasn't been big enough. But because Stained become a became a joke kind of a band, kind of like Creed. 
right? Yeah, in a it lot has of ways. 100 and, 124 it is a, I, million views. Uh, wow. They performed Sound of Silence in 2016. Um, Damn, that's not yeah. that old, too. That's you know what? Uh, when you say the world is, it made me think of the lyric uh, uh, Ice Cube's oh, uh, a, what song it was. It was like, he was like, the motherfucking world is a ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now imagine was, if he said maybe, the motherfucking world is a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, no, <laughs> I, apparently I pulled a different stain song. Holy crap! Mm. There were there was another stain song mm-hmm. in my brain. Yeah, that's what I said, yeah, dude. They got, got a couple stained brain, you guys. Yeah, you remember stained oh. glass? That's a super inside. You remember hearing no. about that, Raul? Like there was a I series. Don't think so. so it was like kind of like what they did with REM, where they did a uh, you know. Uh, I forget the name oh. of the side project. Are you two talking you two to gotcha, me? Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, they, they did one called Stained Glass where it was Todd Glass talking about Stained, the band Stained, and going yeah. through their whole discography. Uh, I, I'm going to go listen joke, to that after. I'm going to go listen to that. Yeah. That's very inside um, baseball look, comedy stuff, like alternative comedy. Podcast. Thing. Yeah. You also podcast. put the word podcast in there. Right. Uh, yeah. but, but also music. And that's probably something that even if you've listened to this uh, podcast a while and you kind of get the dynamic between me and Dan, you know, you mm-hmm. can tell that me and Dan and, and Yanni, because he's here right now and we have been talking about movies for a long time. But yeah. Dan, Yanni and I talk about music all the time oh, and we just don't talk about it here on the pod. Right. This is the right. perfect documentary to uh, to cruise into our conversations about music a little bit, too. Yeah, so we watched a new documentary that I feel like I was hearing a lot of people talk about this, and mm-hmm. a lot, I think they did a really good marketing campaign for Summer of Soul. I want to uh, say, I don't know, I, I yes, marketed well, but uh-huh. lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of word of mouth, lots of yeah. uh, articles being written about it, but not just uh-huh. like what you expect, the major like publications and like your TV and music outlets, but yeah. like little blogs and stuff like that are writing full articles about this movie because right. they're just they're just feeling it man yeah yeah and i think it's partly because this summer this summer is different because uh summer movie season hasn't kicked in in the same way due to the pandemic and of course not really a lot going on with big summer releases so yeah it kind of because it came out last weekend july 4th weekend which typically is like the most massive summer blockbuster uh movie event weekend you know like and my birthday is on the fifth, so I used to always go to the biggest movies nice. over my birthday weekend. Sure, you know that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it always just worked out that way. But literally, this was the movie that me and Yanni and a couple friends went to see in a theater. Um, and you yeah. did not, you there were no rules being broken. There was nothing. It was just an, a theater <laughs> open to the public. Everybody come watch movies. Yeah, and it's funny too because I, I was telling Yanni about the the idea of when the AMC's were doing the rent a theater thing and it was only like a hundred bucks for like a long time and uh the price just went up but it worked out that actually there was only two other people in the theater oh that's uh, cool with us so yeah it was almost like a private yeah parties like yeah yeah Yeah, i was gonna say this is definitely the kind of movie you want to watch with more people though i i i would have loved to see it to have seen this uh in a crowded theater and uh uh I would have liked to see this with a majority black crowd too, for sure. That would have been mm-hmm. fun, and it, it because it was like it was a concert kind of film. It felt like kind of like when I saw the ja- uh, the movie, the movie, the uh, TV show via a movie called Jackass, where it was like watching a 
uh, an episode of Jackass with all with like oh. a whole crowd of people. They had the lights up and everything. Like this movie could have had the lights up too. Really, it would have been fine. Oh, it had the lights mm-hmm. up. But, no, oh yeah, when I saw when I saw Jackass, yeah, like in a theater, it was oh, like it was so fun, dude. Stuff. Well, just like I think they just realized that this is like not a serious movie. Like we're literally like we're okay. in the living room watching this. Yeah, so that was fun. Well, that's cool. I was yeah. curious about that because the the way that this movie's uh, been released, and you talked a little bit about the marketing uh, campaign, yeah. but they made a big deal about how this footage has been lost. Basically, this footage was uh-huh. filmed. Uh, this this footage is from a festival that took place over a few days, but this. Uh, but well, a lot of the footage is from the day that we landed on the moon. Uh, no, it's from so, the same sum. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to slightly correct you. So it's a little different mm-hmm. structure than a normal festival because it really wasn't a festival. It was it was a weekend. It was weekend events over like four or five weekends. It was a five concert weekends. series. Yeah, yeah concert, a concert series. series. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then they stitched it together for one single right. documentary. So, but in that time, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Different events. One of the one of the days uh, mm-hmm. uh, that this is being filmed, things like uh, the moon landing happened. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, a Across on the other side of the country, uh, Woodstock happens this same summer, right? Right. Yep. Uh, right. And these are all very; these are things that are very well uh, historically well told. Uh-huh. Uh, but people had not really made much of a big deal about this concert series, and it was because a lot of this footage was missing. Uh, I don't think we really got into where it was. It was in it was in the producer's well, basement. Yeah, and it was just like, really? yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, that's this was um, the main. I'll give you his name in a minute. The main conceit for me of this whole documentary was like, how have we not heard of this event? How it's 52 mm-hmm. years old and how do we not know about this thing? And it's so crazy to me that we would not know with all this, like uh, the amount of known artists that are in this uh, concert series. And so they answered at the end and it's pretty depressing because it's just literally like there was no market. They were just saying, mm-hmm. they were at least saying that there was no market for this to be sold so like who would want to see it you know and and i really wondered part of it in retrospect if part of that was because it wasn't a single woodstock type show over like a massive amount of time during like one weekend and it was Mm -hmm. spread out so it felt more like a tv kind of event or something but they were recording it like they still like it wasn't being telecast as a tv series so it was meant to be viewed as a, a concert film so it's yeah, yeah it's just insane. i don't know it's it definitely sm- smacks a little bit of whoever had it in the first place didn't know what to do with it and then it just kind of yeah. got forgotten a little bit the fact yeah. that the footage was there the fact that mm-hmm. the concert took place i don't i don't understand why that's kind of gone uh mysteriously into the past without you mean as an event big deal like just a known event that because like yeah you hear those guys talk about how like am i crazy did this like not take place during this they, uh period people of who time? were there people who were yeah. there were like holy yeah. crap I, I forgot that this happened we never talk about it right right mm-hmm. yeah it's insane um so the reason i bring that up is because mm-hmm. uh you're right it is a concert movie and they could have had the lights up for it but it is also a a a social commentary documentary yeah. Talking yes. about the position that uh, Black America was in in at this exact time. Yeah, uh, n- none of us are old enough to have been from that time. Uh, right. But we're not. <laughs> just we're one not, generation. Just one generation removed. Yes, worth, worth noting. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, also we haven't been taught this stuff. This isn't in mm. history classes and stuff. You know. That this right. is what was going on. This is how the social movement looked. And it's amazing. It's an incredible like look into a slice of society we don't get taught enough about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like over 
only the, the literally it started with because um, uh, the Tarantino movie came out that takes place in 1969 as well. And then also that was the anniversary of the 50 years after 1969, which was Woodstock and a lot of different things were celebrating like the anniversary. So I went and saw with my sister in the theater, they were showing the full Woodstock documentary, which is like four, four hours long, over four hours, just a full thing of like all the performers and like some of the behind the scenes and things like that. But that's when I started to realize the uh, cultural significance of like 1969 and the, the transition culturally during that time because you're coming out of the 60s into the 70s and then the documentary itself brings up all the historical things that like all the assassinations and uh yeah of uh, all the the black political figures that like you know passed away and jfk all that stuff culminating in 69 where this concert takes place almost as a way of like a celebration of like you know we're not going to hide basically that's the way I took it. Kind yeah. of. Like we need it. We uh, need this as a, a people. Like we need to put now, on an event. I I have also seen uh, uh, people refer to this as also like a a release a, uh, a pressure release too. Like mm-hmm. uh, like there was a lot of uh, anger. There was a lot of uh, cultural yeah. strife that was building yeah. up specifically in that neighborhood, and uh-huh. uh, and representative of what was happening throughout the country. Uh, and yeah that this concert series was in fact a way to like calm uh the anger that was building up uh mm. and a lot of people are upset that that anger was calm there's a lot of people who thought that anger should should boil to the top so so did they attribute this festival as to one of the no that, that it was an attempt that it was an attempt to mm. assuage i mean you can see that as a good or a bad thing. You could yeah, I mean, that however maybe you that's want. Why that, no. Maybe that's why that mayor was there. No uh, pun intended, but yeah, you could yeah. you can make it seem good or bad depending on what side of the argument you're on. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but the fact too that, and the the documentary talks about this how even the people in this community were standing around looking at all these people collectively together. Like we're not used to seeing just at all mm-hmm. a collection of this many black people in one place at the same time. And part yeah. uh, that's for very obvious reasons that we're you know right. they're going to be thought of as a mob, you know a thugged out freaking right. collection of gangs, ga- you know whatever, whatever the stereotypes you know you could you could throw well, out. Or so. or another time that you're used to seeing a lot of black people together is when they're together uh, like upset about their civil rights being attacked. Right. Uh, not a celebration like this. Not like yes, how exactly. uh, what a what a beautifully like. Uh, uplifting feeling it is not that you know you know fighting for mm-hmm. your rights isn't also uplifting a different type of uplifting right yeah no but, that's true yeah. to the a point less where scary to the mainstream yeah yeah to the point where it's just like it, there's nothing going on in the in the crowd like it's just people just like hanging out it seems almost just like just like a weekend of just like almost mm-hmm. like a picnic situation you know or like because of uh or at least the way that uh, they were presenting the different kinds of people at the at the event. They kind of seemed yeah. like it was large collections of everybody you saw in your neighborhood, kind of a thing. Like there's that right. one guy who's who's who always looks like this or is like that. Uh-huh. Uh, or now there's a bunch of them. Now uh-huh. there's all the ladies that sing together. Now there's all those guys that always do this. You know, whatever. Yeah. Do you kind of says? Yeah. Like Am I making any sense? Are you talking about the people like because you would see other people on your block and your street and you could have some issues with them maybe or look at them in a certain way. But now that you're all together sharing in this moment, 
does that change where, your opinions? Where on each other regular too? life, you guys are just people who live next to each other. Yeah. When you're all together, you're kind of together. It's connected. I mean? Yeah, you see the connective yeah. tissue. That yeah. 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 Absolutely. But uh, I think yeah. too, just yeah, having ahead, positive. Yeah. I think too. Um, I mean, one obviously having the commercial appeal, but also uh, just having imagery of like black people like organizing. And um, like just those optics, just being not, uh, you know, basically like I guess kind of travel well uh, for like you know people at the time. Uh huh. You are you saying that like are you agreeing with us basically on the point of like yeah the gathering mm-hmm. of like a, the point a group of, just, of people? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and like, and like 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 Ro was saying, it wasn't like it, it was it, it is like you know people they are happy, but you know it just. It's just nothing that is, uh, I guess, soothing for most uh, households and and, <laughs> and the yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's interesting too that like the the city of all the places in the country, this is the only place this could happen. I think is that because it's New York, and New York yeah. is one of the most diverse places on in the world, and so uh, it, uh, of course, like it, it's happening this collection of people is allowed to happen in the place Harlem where like the majority of like it, the strongest kind of black community would be. Uh, but then the fact that like, so New York said, okay, yeah, you can do a festival, but now the, the cops aren't going to take care of you in case if there's an emergency, basically. Yeah. That I mean, was crazy to me. That was crazy. So, but, so they had uh, the black Panther party right. provide security. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which I mean, if you go back to like Altamont, where, right. uh, where the Hell's Angels, the Hell's Angels, the but there's a big security. difference between a motorcycle gang and you know yeah. the Black Panther Party. Well, the Hell's Angels, yeah. what that was Woodstock, that was no, Altamont. That was, Altamont was like a place. Yeah, it was like a place in Northern California where like it, it was, was just the, like a field. It was just like it was some the field. Woodstock that went wrong. Right. Yeah. Like wow. a Rolling Stones were there. Like because the Rolling Stones weren't at Woodstock, so it wasn't it wasn't Woodstock, but it was a Woodstock like event, and then it culminated in a death. Somebody died. Well, at least one person. I don't know if more than one, but at least one person died there because um, uh, I forget the whole background of it. But there's a whole documentary um, on the Criterion Collection too, of the mm-hmm. movie. I can't remember what the movie's called. Is it called Gimme Shelter? I think it's Gimme Shelter. Maybe. Uh, oh, I thought Gimme Shelter was the documentary of the Rolling Stones. Oh, okay. But there, no, there's specifically one just about like that event and things that happened or whatever. Oh, you're but right. Anyway. Gimme Shelter. Gimme Shelter. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got it. It's on yeah. HBO Max right now. So if you want to see oh. it, there it is. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Oh, cool. so, what year was that, Rel? Does it say the year? That was in 1970, Dan. I oh, have Google shit. skills. So that, yes. yeah. No, that's the year. So literally the same time period, pretty much. Yeah. But, um, but Yanni, what was your impression like seeing this? Like when it, when it first started, was there any, was there anything that jumped out at you other than, I mean, we'll get to the artists and the music and stuff, but. Just like your initial first thoughts of like uh, anything else that you that you were thinking, um, just um, you know how non-homogenous the movement was, uh, uh-huh. and just and just you know people in, in entirely you know black people you know this was a very this it, like sixty nine is was a very for I think all of like America and I don't know about the really the rest of the world uh-huh. it's a very like volatile and like like branching out like year where and like black people which, were becoming more independent kind of in terms of yeah, their culture but also and the same like, thing that was reflected in, in music i mean because you saw uh-huh. like how um you had so many different uh styles and so many different like 
yeah, way that you know you had the, the gospel sounds, you had yeah. mm-hmm. blues, you yeah. had more jazz infused, you had you had, more you rock had hippie rock, man. You had, you hippie, had rock. hippie rock. You had hippie that rock. That was amazing. I love that had... little bit about the fifth dimension. I I was so oh. entertaining. Yeah, yeah, that actually surprised me because I I think that's just one of those things I didn't uh like no no I may I may have heard it before that 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 was the people yeah. who saying you know yeah. Aquarius is like they were they, they were black and it was oh like it, it's but there's those things it's like growing up you know you know as a as a black kid like you know you find out little cool things and they really have a good you find out like facts and stuff and maybe you maybe you could relate to this role like we find out like. And usually it's like an older person or a parent or something that tells you, oh, you know, hey, a black person did this. And, hey, mm-hmm. you know, something like it's like it, it's it, obviously because you got, you didn't learn it traditionally and you learn that. And it's just, there's like a cool. Oh, OK, yeah. cool. It's like uh, uh, it. it's like uh, whatchamacallit. I don't I don't I'm sure I have one that I could pull off the top of my head if I sat and listened to it or thought about it for Latinos. Uh-huh. Uh, but it is like the first time you learn, like how peanut butter was invented. You're like, oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like as a little kid, you're like, I remember thinking yeah. like, so like the first thing I know a minority did as a child, yeah. oh, you cool. know, like the first thing a yeah, minority. That's usually, that's usually the one. Succeed. That's usually yeah. the one. That's the one I learned. Uh, yeah, and, wasn't uh, there like, who's that woman? I think it was a black woman that like created the first like makeup empire or something no, like I there was know. some brand that, mm. that she created. It was like the first think, millionaire known black person. And right. nobody oh, knows wow. about this person at all. And they were like from the early, early 1900s, you know, stuff like that. Where well, it's just they, they accomplished well, so much more, but we're no, we're, if nobody's told, we're not making it a point to like track that history because right. white people are the leaders of, you know, the country. So they're going to track their own history whatever way they see fit. It's right. just interesting. Yeah, there's and, a whole other history. And so, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, like saying this, it's not homogenous. And even like just different movements, like you had the Panthers, you had Nation of Islam, you had... You know, uh, you know, the NAACP, you had, you know, Dr. King and, mm-hmm. you know, you have uh, 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 was Abernathy and all these uh, these great, you know, uh, men and heroes. And this was at a time where a lot of them were either silenced, uh, jailed, because at the time, um, I believe the Black Panther, uh, uh, he was in jail uh, or I think it was oh, uh, the leader. George, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, forget his name but he but remember he was saying yeah. it was it cut to the classroom like oh who uh-huh. is this and they're like oh what happened like yeah you know, who and, 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 he's like he's in jail and we'll took him down the pigs it's like <laughs> oh it's like, yeah. and i was laughing at that part uh yeah but uh but yeah there was really no one answer and then there was just a swelling of just creativity of unrest of culture mm-hmm. and and it was great that it was uh represented with the Afro Latina, like you know, it was a Puerto Rican, and so uh, that's where uh, that's where I started. That's where I started to be like, hey, me, I'm important. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, the Ray Barreto uh, jumps on stage at some point, and I'm like, hold on a second, I know who that guy is. That's a guy mm. from the music that I listen to, and right. I gotta tell you, it made me feel so much more like involved in the story of like, you know, Connected. the black uh american experience right to see a latino up there on stage like celebrating with them mm-hmm. mm. yeah like in seeing uh yeah. lin-manuel miranda i didn't know i didn't know his dad was like an activist uh guy right is that what, he, what his caption was or something something yeah, that's like what that the caption was i mean I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, i didn't know I'm, that 
Yeah. yeah, I don't know that that's an account. Maybe it's yeah. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's valid. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's um, true. Well, which um, makes sense why his son went on to do like in terms of just being more creative mm-hmm. with the what, what he's trying to say and, and incorporate his culture into, you know, some kind of like what became pop culture with like Hamilton. So, right. So what I think is also from that angle too with him speaking on this. Uh, Raul, are you aware of mm-hmm. the controversy with in the Heights? Uh, the one where they, I, the it's the darker Latinos are less representative than the lighter skinned Latinos in the most egregious uh, place. They it is pointed out they literally copy pasted a bunch of dark brown Latinos on a scene of like a bunch of people swimming. I think or they're like oh, doing wow. circles. They're like and they literally did realize there wasn't enough brown people so they took the few the like two or three that there are in the scene of like 30 people and just copy pasted and flipped and rotated people oh. to like make there will be more brown people i didn't realize that because that's why i asked you because all i hear uh so there's things i hear echoes of uh you know across the social media and stuff so i never really you know i i haven't really dived into it yeah um but i did uh, like I was telling you, Dan, I saw when mm-hmm. uh, they when Colbert had Rita Marina on. Uh, yeah, was it Moreno? 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 You got it. Rita, yeah. Moreno. Rita Moreno, and um, and they, she just kind of asked her real quick about the uh, controversy, and she, yeah, she had, you know, she just you know spoke on it, but like just, and but then I guess she had She's to walk Puerto back Rican. some of the things. She's yeah, Puerto Rican but, actress, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, but I just it was just interesting to see like you know him in that documentary. Yeah. There was then, like the timing like, of that's kind of weird. It's kind of uh, weird. Well, yeah, but in the know, context but, of the it, movie, I think, his I think movie. that could be. I think the thing is, it's most like most information. It's fodder for anybody, whatever you feel already. So that is it enough yeah. to make people go who kind of think that he's not doing that to go like, oh yeah, see, he's yeah, he's got it, or is it well, like you know? I've I've had this conversation a couple of times since that movie came out because uh, that movie. In the Heights is a to be to 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 be a Latino and watch that many Latinos in a yeah. movie that's right. big uh-huh. and stuff is a is a celebration, and so I've had yeah. this conversation that's a, win. a couple of that's times a win with for, a few people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is fine to celebrate and criticize at the same time. To, yeah. If if something went wrong, that does not negate the all the positive that has come, and so that's fine. Yeah. In the Heights is a great thing for Latinos in cinema. Mm-hmm. They drop yeah. the ball on one aspect of it. We'll do better next time. Yeah, that's right. that's all we can do. That, and that's and, what Lin Manuel said. That's uh, all he yeah. said was, yeah. "I'm listening." You know, I'm, I'm best listening, possible you know, answer. Do better. Yeah, yeah. I'll do better yeah. next time. Yeah. yeah, and like and like what I was saying earlier with the whole homogeny thing. Like everyone was represented through this festival. There was no like mm-hmm. one, you know, type of black folk or music that yeah. was like you know raised above the other. Like everybody had a. And even they even had like straight up African, like African sound. And that was starting to come into being. But like I was telling you, Dan, when we were driving about like mm-hmm. why there's certain things going back to like the whole controversy thing. Um, there's certain arguments that need to be propped up and stay propped up like they don't have any validity on their own. And but there's some that do. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily agree with it. But I think there's some experiences that can't just be represented as one thing and say, oh, this is this. Because even within it, there's you know, yeah, there's 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 uh, different shades and there's the, and there's there's yeah. injustice and things. The and so ad, like the aspect yeah. of shades. Uh, yeah, this is something that yeah. was brought up in this movie, and this is something that I don't think a lot of uh, cultures that are only represented by basically one 
color, for lack of a better word, mm. don't understand is uh, the differences between lighter and darker skinned people of the same uh, racial heritage yeah. and how wild those those relationships can be. Uh, the concept of passing culture is insane yeah. and nuts. Uh, what does that mean? It's, what is that? It's, that means people who can pass for white or oh, not oh, oh. minorities. Uh-huh. Uh, the culture within the culture is insane. And while as a as a person as a minority you live in the world who treats minorities a particular way you're Mm. also a minority within the minority and you are also treated differently in that minority so it was really cool that this movie did mention just like you said dan this this place was full of a bunch of different people and also a bunch of different black people and probably Mm, very specific types of individual black people and latinos and some white people probably there too and everything you know yeah and like we said too with like so yeah the fifth dimension with like being Mm -hmm. perceived as more like on the white culture side of things in terms of their sound like not sounding black enough whatever that means to whoever but but but, what it meant to them but then was very interesting yeah and then and then also seeing them live that's one mm-hmm. thing you hear that song on the radio, whatever, but they come to your neighborhood and now they're performing on a stage oh, and now man. you're listening to them. They seem to be all converted like in the Not moment, it. you know, oh, like, because mesmerizing. they yeah. weren't, mesmerizing. they weren't like performing for a crowd. They were, yeah. they were asking for the respect of their people. Yes, exactly. That was yeah. amazing and, and, to yeah. me. And you see, did you see them on stage? They're working, yeah. they're Goodness. working hard, man. There are a yeah. bunch of James Browns on that stage. Yep. It was amazing yeah. to watch them yeah. work. Mm-hmm. And then that, the, and that then, resonated, that resonated with me a lot. I remember I was telling you, Dan, cause it's me growing mm-hmm. up black and not being, um, I guess just, uh, what people expect me to be based on my skin and how yeah. I carried myself and what I was interested in, how I spoke. Uh, right. You know, you get those criticisms and um, what's the, the what the woman said? Like, how do you color a sound? What did she right. say? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. Uh, and but it was just great that they got their moment. That that festival for them was mm-hmm. their moment mm-hmm. um, to like you know show like hey you know you know we're 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 all the same. And um, yeah, that yeah, yeah, that really struck. struck Watching them me. get choked up about it, uh, yeah, yeah, to this nice. day. Yeah, yeah, one of the f- like a handful of moments in the movie that went all the way into the heart. Like, yeah, just, and then, wow. And then Good watching stuff. them uh, uh, being interviewed and then watch themselves mm-hmm. back that's on the playback. About, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool. That's that yeah. was amazing. Yeah, and the man, the man who was a little child at the time, like who could, who was like you know remembering it, and, and that was crazy for him because it was like in the recesses of his mind because it wasn't out there you know it, it wasn't captured in a way that he it was captured in a way that he remembered experiencing it but it wasn't yeah. like uh, out there so like it just stayed like a memory and then yes. or like a thought and then he just the end of the movie just like and that's not, not jump it, ahead but like he's just like oh I, I wasn't crazy like it really was that like and that's you the know, reason Imagine it, speaking on something like this and having no visual like that's to, so that goes back to what we we're saying about how like when things like this are put away in a dusty closet and forgot about yeah. that means there's mm-hmm. a generation that's not going to they're going to you're going to delay the, the maturation of a generation p- potentially because they're yeah, not the going to have these things the effect to see. of this art yeah, yeah. 
yeah, like the, the effect that this could have had on a generation mm-hmm. of kids mm-hmm. like growing up, whatever, having seen this kind of thing out there in the world. Uh, yeah, how many people do you, how many people. celebrities and, and musical artistic geniuses do you hear go like, when I was seven, I saw this thing and it made me become the person I am. Right. Like, right. Who knows what yeah. artist we didn't get because this didn't come out when it was supposed uh, to. Right. Right. Yeah. And the fact Crazy. that an artist is the one who brought it out. <laughs> Oh, so let's talk oh, about uh, the director of this film. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was now, just going well, to... Oh, oh, to be clear. Yeah. Uh, Washington Carver... Uh, George Washington Carver did not invent peanut butter. I know that, but he invented a bajillion different things uh, with okay. peanuts. <laughs> Way more, just to be clear. Okay. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so do you think this is Questlove really getting his hands on a, on a, on a director's chair, or do you think this is a... Uh, marketing thing. So you remember, uh, we we talked about this mm-hmm. in the upcomings, I think, because we we knew this movie yes, was coming yes, out. Yes, we did. And you're, mm-hmm. yeah, that was your big question was trying to figure out. Oh, mm-hmm. is this just like him putting his name on it? But yep. no, I think he's so ingrained in the the musical culture, and like I hear him reference between like knowing so many different types of people in the music industry and stuff. And I think he's the one sitting there behind the camera as he's interviewing these the talking head portions, you know, which I think is speaks mm-hmm. to how much he's involved. I think that's the one way we can see okay. him involved, which I think says a lot. And then also at the beginning, I like that they put it as a Questlove John. Did you guys notice this? Which is yes. like a Philly. We've, I don't know if we, rec- we, we, we discussed, I think, John a, a little bit. what? So the term John, J-A-W-N, is a, is a, I've looked up the uh, uh, etymology of this as best I can, and there really isn't any specifically, Maybe but it's a, it's a Philly-originated thing that specifically can refer to like almost anything. Like anything can be a John. Like yeah. you could be a John. It's like that thing. That shoe. Yeah, uh, your shoes could be like. Oh, look at that John wearing those shoes. So it's like, but they're calling. He's he's taking ownership by using a term from where he's from by calling it a John, which I like. I don't know. I appreciated that. Well, I mean, that's very inside to though. a certain extent. It's a little, and it's also like branding, like. Questlove knows how to brand. He's not Maybe, a. Yeah, he's, that could be. He's a smart businessman. He knows how to put himself in a position where Questlove is the thing giving you what you want, not like. Well, and it, I think it's a play blah, on blah, two blah, blah, pictures or whatever. So Spike Lee oh, always called it right. a Spike Lee joint. Right. So him calling it a Spike uh, a Questlove John mm-hmm. is like a, a little play on that too. Well, I'm, so, I'm well, sure Spike Lee knew what he was doing when he called his joints joints too. He was like, yeah, so, you only get joints from Spike. Yeah, well, and also just in say, instead of saying film, like a, a, a Spike no, Lee film, so maybe, you know. So maybe he's yeah. going to be no, I got more that. of a, yeah. maybe, maybe he's on a path <laughs> of being a filmmaker more than a director. I think this is definitely his, his the impression he's trying to, to give you. Yeah, like, because from, well, Spike Lee is from more of a filmmaker than come. a director. No, that's oh. that's for sure. Yeah. But I, but the, but the fact that you put your name on it like that, like it's it yeah. could be one thing a marketing thing, but also yeah, you, you could speak to his future I'm, of like wanting to make more work like this too. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent sure that when Questlove put a Questlove John on it, he meant to reference Spike Lee and to to let you know that you should be looking forward to more John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Like I think so. Yeah. yeah. But it's just something. And yes, Spike Lee said that because a blah, blah, blah film is how films open. So yeah. Spike was like, no, I'm not yeah. only films. He's I trying to joints. distance himself from it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, that's, it's that's great. Are, we all understand. This. It's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, then seeing some of these uh, uh, artists, like uh, I love how it opens with, because um, at first you don't even, 
I didn't really recognize him completely, but um, uh, Stevie Wonder. Oh, what Stevie an Wonder amazing opened, like, drum yeah. solo. What? Why don't we have more footage of Stevie Wonder playing drums? Holy crap. Know. Jesus. Dude, I think it was 19. Awesome. Was he 19, I think? Uh when he said like, Yeah, well the thing is, yeah, like, okay, hell like he was he was a he was a phenom. Um he was mm-hmm. a boy wonder. Yeah. I think that's why the this name wonder, wonder comes uh-huh. comes in and uh so I it was worth I think when Chris Rock was I think it was Chris Rock talking about him saying that uh-huh. like at that at that point he could have just coasted off of like what he had done up to that point you know when he was making like you know music in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. uh and he said he still was pushing the envelope and he still was reinventing himself and he tied to activism and then they kind of jumped ahead a little bit to like stuff he was doing you know like around the world and it did cut to like when he was uh, performing at the i believe the washington monument uh to to petition for Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, uh, birthday ob- ob- observation, uh-huh. and um, and and that we just we were just talking about that earlier. Yeah, uh, we were talking right about the birthday the show. song, and uh, you were singing Happy Birthday, and then I quizzed you guys. I said, "Hey, pop quiz, okay? What do like black people sing right after? Oh, they yeah, sing that's the right. Traditional Happy Birthday song." And Dan the man, he surprised me. He he knew it was the Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday song, but then I gave context of what that song he did uh, he, w- was about. He didn't think it was and many more. <laughs> and many more. No, and I also didn't think uh, I didn't know it was how like old a old are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was yeah. also the uh, I thought it was a replacement song. I didn't know it was like a tacked on extra little like mm. quote yeah. coda of a song, but uh I like that idea better. So we get you get both. You get kind of both. You get like a build up. You get yeah. like the normal and then you get the the more modernized. Oh, did you say the origin of that song? Did you mention that right now? Yeah, yeah that was it. Uh, you did. Okay. Yeah, oh. that was that was to, that was to, uh, that's it's dedicated to Martin Luther King Jr. So yes. even in the lyrics, you hear the references to Dr. King. But I was, uh, I was just curious yeah. too. I looked in on Stevie Wonder's early career. He sold his first song, sold written song at eleven years old. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. dude, that's like Jackson Five shit. Damn. He sold and, he, and uh, yeah. Wow. Nice. Wow, yeah, that's he, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was ahead of his Told time. to the like, miracles, the guys who sing um, "Tears of a Clown." <laughs> and it was. It was what it was raining that day too, right? It was. Raining, <laughs> I believe uh, it. Uh, oh, because uh, he had. Oh, the, yeah, during the concert. Oh, yeah. Goodness. There was that funny thing with yeah. that with that umbrella. Yeah, where he's like he's making what fun a, of his guy, his like handler. Yeah, his, his handler. Yeah. Now or a handler. Yeah, whatever you want to call him. Stevie mm-hmm. Wonder looked real nice, sharp as hell. Always uh, oh. did, especially in the early Goodness. days, mm-hmm. because a lot of like Motown and gospel and soul and R and B and singers like that wore suits and ties. They all wore matching yeah. suits and ties, mm-hmm. and they stepped on stage. They looked good. Uh, yeah. But at this concert, somebody stepped on stage and convinced a lot of people to stop wearing shirts and ties. That was pretty cool. Oh, yes. That, not Sly, right? So, yeah. So, Sly, yeah oh, Sly. okay. So, so uh, there were certain cues in this in this documentary just based on my knowledge of like music. So like when you mentioned the the, the, the guy, the drummer, the, the drummer. Uh, oh, the, Ray Barretto, the, the conga player? I asked, I asked um, the guy we went with, um, um, James, I asked like, yeah. have, you ever heard of, uh, have you ever heard of Sheila E? And because uh, it reminded me of like Sheila E. And then as mm-hmm, soon as mm-hmm. I said that, there's Sheila E talking. <laughs> oh, the, in the, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, yeah. And then, uh, oh, and then, uh, the family, family you thought stone. the same thing too, right? With Prince, 
So yeah, before so they sh- before they said the thing, like, oh yeah, yeah, I almost yeah. said that to like our party that we were with. I was almost like it would be like, oh, that dude looks like he like it could have been the precursor to Prince, which I never really thought yeah. about before knowing Sly and the Family Stone. But uh, and then they said that, and then they brought that up in the documentary. And it's just like what Stevie Wonder was doing too, just having a guy that could just jump around on different instruments and mm-hmm. like just totally just wreck shit. Like yeah. there were people before before Prince that did that and that's what the people he idolized and watched. Oh that's right. Uh, that's what they were saying. Yeah. Like, like not just yeah. not just play the drum or the the piano or the guitar. It was like, no, you could do like right. four or five. But then six the thing is things. what people were tripping off of is that he had a white that Sly had a yes. white drummer. <laughs> that was fun. And a white no, bass really, player. They really and, like, leaned on that. That was funny. The whole yeah. band, I think except except for him. Right or maybe did he have well, one no, other black there was there was backup singers maybe black girls and the, there's and also the been like thirty four members like, of that the was just song. right oh okay yeah, yeah okay. it must have been like a revolving door uh so like that was that was great see that was like that was similar if, to the fifth element if you're, that or the fifth if dimension yeah, if you're looking at about that, selling you know like <laughs> being like like the future you know and uh-huh. and, and for so many ways it is right because you have like from that you have like Parliament P Funk you have like uh, uh just, what's it, you know get your Echo, Bootsy Collins and your Bootsy Collins mm-hmm. you know Earth Wind and Fire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and um and all funk funk all uh, funk, like funk, big loud funk, big wild loud funk mm-hmm. comes from yeah. Sly and the Family Stone and um so that, that oh, was really cool to you see you know what I thought too seeing him was uh and I told Yanni this after I was pretty sure he was the only crossover artist with Woodstock because he performed, because I saw the Woodstock movie yeah. and I saw him there. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was. Uh, and so I was thinking back to like to any other black artists. I'd have to look up no, for sure. Jimmy. Which Jimmy's the obvious one well, too. Jimmy, yeah, and Jimmy yeah. was very off kilter for in terms of like. Right, he would not, not have played at yeah. the Harlem Cultural. Festival. Yeah, oh, he's not really playing soul music. Yeah, so it's, no. uh, that makes sense. And then, but then there's also Richie Havens, uh, which uh, I think could have fit I in. Richie Havens. Oh, okay, sure. he opened up Woodstock. Um, pretty sure he was the first artist and I had never heard of that dude before and that blew me away his performance mm-hmm. at Woodstock and he I think oh, he yeah. would have fit in at uh at uh the soul festival potentially songwriter guitarist not really soul music kind but, of a uh, folk folky guy kind of folky but like heavy like because of his voice you know he's kind of a booming uh, right. voice and kind we of heavy check guitars Evans. but uh yeah, yeah Rich yeah. Evans is great so yeah so it was interesting it. to kind of compare contrast those ideas of uh for yeah, sure like the bands we're talking about because yeah i think sly and the family stone probably fit in a little more seamlessly in woodstock on the surface I just, but i googled the richie havens and yeah. among the performances that they have on the videos like uh-huh. at the top of the uh, list are uh-huh. the songs all along the watchtower and <laughs> here comes the sun so definitely hmm. probably <laughs> wouldn't play those at the harlem cultural festival yeah hmm. yeah for the most part, yeah. And then I don't know if you get you guys know this. This is a side note, but the story of uh, Jimi Hendrix performing at Woodstock. Yeah. Because it was like I think he might have been the last artist. I'd have to double oh, check that. that but sounds- he's on the last day. It's like they went all night and things got delayed because of weather. So he got pushed mm-hmm. from like the night before to like the morning and like onto into Monday or whatever, like the next mm-hmm. day. So there's like a hand. There's like not a ton of people there compared to like all the other acts. But it's like fitting because it's just like a small, like kind of more intimate group, you know, and he just does his thing. And it's just like amazing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, like that was yeah. interesting to think about. Yeah, like who wasn't there? Like who wasn't who didn't perform at this festival? That's like a black artist, but not necessarily you know in the community that way. You know, right? Yeah. Now, well, you, you know, know Dr. D- go mm-hmm. ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. 
Yeah, I, mean, I had to do a lot. A lot of that had to do with like you know saying how they were how they were booking them. They yeah, were just booking oh. them through their like, like week to week and stuff, and like yeah, but yeah. they were booking them through their people like people who know people, managers and stuff. Yeah, people right, who know people, and um and yeah, just like you know who's in town, who would come through, and like uh, that's why I helped having those weekends. Just, it, yeah, and Six a lot weekends, of them, yeah. Uh, it was weird because it was, it was just kind of like a, it was a, it was kind of a, there were artists that were already like established and well-known, like the Mahalia Jacksons and like, you know, like the, you know, maybe like even like BB Kings and like, uh-huh. then you had like the Staple family. Um, that mm-hmm. was an interesting one because like you saw the guy with his daughters. Yeah. And then, um, and, and, um, um, what's her name? Um, Mavis. The main uh, Mavis. Mavis, Mavis Staples? Staple. Yeah. Uh-huh. Went on to have a solo career, and that's when she sang the song "I'll Take You There." That was a huge hit. Oh yeah, huge. Like in the seventies. That was in we the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't. Know, I didn't know she was in this group like before she was her, like a solo artist. I never knew that. Yeah, she came. Yeah. She really came to her own. I've seen young, really young Gladys Knight in the Pips. Like, oh yeah. Like that's like you know like. You know that's crazy and she's still uh-huh. tells like she's still like working and she's like trying to you know she's still getting her stuff out there and like you know trying to get like you know going and that's mm-hmm. and you know you know you know what happens um of course with her career uh so like that that's really cool to see the people at different levels and then uh for me the biggest moving moment was when uh so the jesse jackson gets up on stage and um starts speaking about a, a, a day with Dr. King, and I'm not really putting two and two together until uh, it just tells a story about how uh, he's talking to Dr. King, and they're just talking about, oh, what we're gonna do? We always talk about what we're gonna mm-hmm. do, what we're gonna plan to do, what we're gonna eat, what we're gonna, what shows we're gonna see, and though he's talking about what he wants to eat, and he's like, oh, I really want to hear that song. Uh, I forgot what was the name of the song, yeah. but he yeah. said, I want to hear that, and I'm sure it was by Mahalia Jackson and Miss Mahalia Jackson, yeah. and um, next thing he heard was a pop. And then the way they said the pop, it was like a shot. And then like yeah. you realized, oh shit, like that's the last thing Dr. King said and he was killed. And then when they go into this, um, uh, them, because Jesse's there to ready the band to play the song and yeah. feature Amelia Jackson, who she's a, she's like, a, a, like Beyonce level, like throughout, like, you know, like black music at that point. Yeah. And that- she was choked up. She couldn't, just go out and you know this is less this is a year after you know king was shot and um uh so she yeah. lets you know uh, mavis you know lead and like and then when she joins in and that that for me that swell of emotion is the pain and like yeah. everything that in that moment one well, uh, as I hard as like and how, how hard she was singing you know like she was singing yeah. like i was afraid for her like she was gonna have a heart attack yeah. you know like it was that intense of a performance and then that's why i like yeah the mavis handoff was cool because it was kind of handing it to the next generation Mm -hmm. but also it was like she was supporting her and she respected this younger artist Mm -hmm. and that to that level that she knew she could take over for her and kind of continue this and then handed it back to mahalia uh after that so yeah the way that the way that it's presented to the way that she's telling the story and she says how she turned to her and said i just can't do it right now you're gonna have to sing for me (laughs) it's such a sweet sounding story it's such a like motherly and like very it's very it's a very beautiful story raul had you ever heard of mahalia jackson i never heard of i I can't say that i had i was i felt i felt like i had dropped the ball there you know what no like i okay 
This is yeah. what I'll say. Yeah. I heard this. Uh, there's this radio station I listen to, and it's it's talk radio. It's like comedy, just like bullshitting. I was gonna stuff. say it's but, a what you do what to. What? A radio station? A what are ser- those? Yeah, Sirius Satellite Satellite oh, Radio. Oh, so okay, it's not really. Gotcha. It's like a podcast, basically. Yeah. There's no commercials <laughs> or anything. But yeah. this guy on there, who I've been listening to, he's like probably let's say early 60s. He knows music like backwards and front. He knows like so much about music. But obviously, maybe not necessarily like black music to like the very, sure. very deep degrees. But still, like I would assume he would have known. He didn't know who she was either when he was talking about the documentary. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like I think you're right, Yanni, where you say like she she influenced on that like kind of lower level within the community that it didn't really get a chance. And again, if this had got out there, we would I would have seen this documentary probably. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. years ago. Like just because because word would have grown about how good this is as a dark documentary film, you know, and it, it would have spread. We don't, yeah. we don't have like a like an authority on music anymore, right? Like we don't have people that are like they know everything about music. Like they're mm-hmm. growing up. Do you remember Matt Pinfield? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, from uh, he was a VJ, like a like a news. I don't know if he's a VJ, like a news yeah, guy, MTV news. He was like he didn't look like he fit on MTV. Oh, you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. there a guy on ESPN like that? Like a little little dude with glasses that just oh. knew everything about sports. He just had yeah. every stat in oh, his the, head. The, that's that's the yeah what's that's that guy's the name? Stump stump the the was he the he was the not the Schwami. That's the that's 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 um but I know I, he had his You own know who show. I'm talking about. He's yeah, a smaller he, dude, little glasses. Sports almanac. He knows everything. Sports almanac. And, He's, yeah. yeah, Matt Pinfield yeah. is like the music version of that when growing up. And I remember just thinking, oh, if the guy knows about him, then there's somebody. Then there's somebody uh-huh. worth knowing about kind of a thing. We don't have that anymore as much. Oh, just a no. I was just looking at Mahalia Jackson died 1972. So uh, less than two, yeah, she three, died, she, less than yeah. three years after after this, this performance. Wow. Mm-hmm. So. Because there's yeah, a lot of people um, at Woodstock too that died, you know, the year after Woodstock, uh, Jimi Hendrix and uh, right. what's the other? What's the girl with the, with the twenty six year olds at Janis Woodstock Joplin. or what? Janis Joplin, twenty yeah, twenty seven twenty six year olds. Well, they were twenty six at Woodstock, right? No, oh yeah, at that time, yeah. But then uh, they entered the twenty seven club, yeah. I heard the best review of a concert I've ever heard in my life when they uh-huh. described the way that Gladys Knight and the Pips performed. Mm. She gave it to us good. That was the that was the review of the of the, of yeah. the performance. I was like, hell yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah, if you watch the if you watch the performance, man, they she's you can really man. see like Gladys Knight can work. She is a yeah. She's up there being a performer. Did you guys? Yeah, have, it, sorry, go ahead. No, no this reminded general. me of like uh, like a young uh, oh not young but like like Kelly Rowland from Bad Destiny's Child. Mm. Um, it was just like because you're not used to seeing someone so because i'm just so used to seeing her like older because i remember my yeah. first you know she was already old like my mom was into her albums like with the stuff she made like in the 80s like when she was more like right. pop and like, like um you know and like anita baker and patty labelle and and in though and that music this is like a there's a woman singing about her feelings and stuff like that this like <laughs> This is a girl performing. She's a very young looking girl. Yeah. But she has the command of the stage so that she can yeah. do banter like a stand up. Like she's yeah. up there like like John with the with her backup yeah. singers. Like, and, and like that, ah, it's so yeah. cool. And she and her backup singers are dudes. Yeah. And like, guys. That's something that's kind of like Gladys Knight can sing. The pips. And Were they the they ones dancing? They're dancing around like Choreographed yeah, I mean, dancing, they sing, yeah. but they do choreographed dancing. I think yeah, anybody yeah. who's who could be more like you know, I guess, uh, 
traditional and maybe uh you know from a more patriarchal like you know background mm-hmm. could be kind of like taken aback well, a little bit but sure. then but she's just so charming and sweet and but you know she's she she can win those are i think the people that she's more like winning over she's she's up uh, on stage and you wonder how a girl so nice can suddenly be so in charge like so like yeah. like yeah. authoritative to everybody mm-hmm. everybody have a good mm-hmm. time now all right yes ma'am Shit. <laughs> yeah yes ma'am <laughs> Yeah, um, but it's also just like yeah, the mystery uh, uh, of how that that voice can come out of like certain yeah, bodies, sure. you know, where you're just like, what is that? Like, it's such yeah, it's a freak talent thing. It's just yeah, mad talent, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Uh. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, Nina Simone? Bit? I think we're I, so, I think we're rounding out our our performances here, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, um, like those those big moments. Because that was yeah, a, she know, had a powerful. Uh, I didn't. I'm surprised it's not being talked about more. I've got to tell mm-hmm. you. Uh-huh. There's a one I, very I just, specific reason. I yeah. just heard, I just saw a promo for it on TV mm-hmm. the, of, of uh, Summer Soul, and then it's it features Nina Simone, and she's just doing like she's just saying, "Black people, are you ready?" Mm-hmm. She's not saying a, a right. Lot what, of else well, anything. She's it, not completing the quote in the in advertising, the quote, it, but in, in the, the film. She asked black people if they're ready to do a lot of things, but among them is violence against white people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, um, but you know, that, that was the, that was one of the, one of the, that was a a feeling that existed in the world. Absolutely. And, um, and it's not just so much to like attack them. It's to like, if you're going to live free and be free, they're going to uh, come for you. So you have to be Are you ready. ready? Are you, know? you ready? Are you ready? And um, but she, I mean, you want to talk about command? I mean, my well, goodness, like, she is. Uh, she she's, she's general. She, she digs with a very big shovel. She yeah, she's big shovel. she speaks from a because she speaks from a place of such experience of of having yes. lived through like just kicking the teeth racism and segregation, like the most talent wrapped up in like or held back by the most like anger and 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 spite so uh, if you need a firebrand you pick somebody who's been forged in fire and that's what she was uh yeah mm -hmm. that that moment in the movie made her start about like ballads and numbers and like Mm -hmm. she can do all those Mm -hmm. You know, she with mm-hmm. the best of them, you know, yeah. um, the Fitzgeralds and, you know, um, and the like. But, yeah, I mean, that was that was that was fire. But it was also just. For me, it was just it was it was beautiful because so, it, it was empowering. Um, it I, was, you know, I do want to I do want to talk about it from a position of like of uh, looking at the whole picture, though, because I'm not Nina Simone mm-hmm. is a person who experienced things. And then, and a giant cultural influence that that mattered. She was also a person who had a lot of demons for herself too. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we didn't watch a Nina Simone concert. We watched a Questlove right. documentary, and yeah. so it's Questlove who put that a moment—the moment where uh, Nina Simone stands in front of a, a crowd of almost entirely black people and asks uh-huh. them if they're ready to do a bunch of things. Among them being 
burning down white buildings and uh, uh-huh. hurting. And did, did she say killing? Does she actually say she killing? Say I don't killing. remember. Yeah. Okay, yeah. killing white yeah. people. Are you ready to do that? Uh, right. That's a that's a that's gonna be a moment in any film. That's gonna mm. really. Yeah. It's gonna demand the conversation. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't and know if we're the ones who should be having it, but we're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just interesting, again, going back, because it's 50 years ago, so all this is in in, in parallel to what's even going on today. Yes. And, like, in fact, Natalia, sure. we saw this with Natalia and her husband at the screening, and she turned to me and she's just like, oh, yeah, this is today. Like, this is literally, like, mm-hmm. so many aspects of this are, are yeah. what's going well, on Well, Questlove made it today. He made yeah. this documentary today, so yeah. It's, yeah. it is. It is 100% speaking to well, today. Like, well, like you were kind of talking to about um, it's um, um, – I almost lost my train of thought, but uh, but yeah, it, it was it, it was a, it was a response. Uh, it was it was an answer. It was uh, a time where you know you had the you had the Panthers, and you had these uprisings. You had these riots. You had these very like you know intense responses to like things that were going on, like injustice and stuff. And those are some of the things that turned the tide when it came to like. You know the Voters Act sixty four and sixty eight to kind of quell that that uprising, um, which maybe this festival also was you Mm -hmm, know trying mm -hmm. to do as well, and that is you know that's part of response. So the the idea that like Martin Luther King Jr. rode on a horse and ended all segregation and racism. Like how it's kind of his dream and how people kind of he had believe. a dream one time he just just dreamed and then the whole nonviolence thing right. which is just which is a strategy which is not nonviolence doesn't mean pacifist doesn't mean you can't be aggressive right and you know but um but yeah that was an answer but that was the one that people that I guess governments were most weary of and afraid of sure and it was the it was the Malcolm X answer if you had exactly. to like make it Early a binary choice it was yeah. it was that's what they were trying to sell you it as and and exactly. I think that's what's it as as more and more comes out about the the you know if it scares the, you now it's I'm sorry, yeah. if it scares you now mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. really it scared the fuck out of you then. so exactly so as yeah. we've as we uncover more and more information about what it was like to actually be a black person during this time, I can't possibly ever deny anybody the feeling of the need to strike back. Of course, mm-hmm. absolutely, hundred uh, percent. And at the time, in the place, and again, as I keep learning stuff, I'm amazed that more anger didn't overflow into violence. It's incredible the amount of of patience that has been shown by a huge like groups of people but uh i i very specifically i think of Questlove as a person who is very much a crossover artist in the full meaning of that phrase uh he doesn't even he's not even a musician just a musician he's an artist of all kinds mm. uh and he is crossover in that he can speak knowledgeably and and uh, with uh, uh respect to black people and black people will be like, yeah, mm. we got you, Questlove. And he can speak to white people and white people will be like, okay, mm. we're not scared of you, Questlove. And he can go uh, DJ the Academy Awards. Right. And you and know, he like, can be Jimmy Fallon's yeah. guy. Yeah. So, right, yeah. so when you're that guy, when you DJed the, the Academy Awards and you're Jimmy Fallon's guy, yeah. when you put that part in your movie, 
yeah. you're speaking very specifically to the people who see you. You're not talking to the people yeah. who hate you because they don't watch you anyways. You're not talking mm. to the black people. The black people knew all this stuff already. Uh, and, you, and the rest of us, Latinos mm. and other minorities, will take what information we can get because it's very good to nourish the soul with information. Mm-hmm. The people who that would affect very specifically are the white people who like questions. Oh, of course. Yeah. Which he knows, I, so he knows he's going to hit. Um, pr- he's gonna I haven't hit. seen became, a reaction yet. I haven't seen a I was, reaction. I was going to ask you, so what's I haven't seen it. I've looked for it. Because you're talking about like, you know, talking about like yeah. pearl clutchers, you know. Oh, my. But um, but no, but not pearl clutchers specifically because pearl clutchers might hate them or, or it's very hard. People already. Clutch, clutch them real yeah. hard. Uh, but people who believe who who have who have believe in Questlove's place in this world and 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 root for him and want him to succeed and also don't want the boat to be shaken too much cuz she it's really going nicely so far down the river and if it shook well everything would get uh, wet right yeah that's that's a, that's, that's a type, who I want I want to see those people and that's a that's a risk that's a risk that was taken and that's a that's a calculated risk mm-hmm. uh, I will say, and not def, uh, like 100% defense of like the militant, uh, you know, response, and uh, but the majority of what these organizations did is just like what they were doing for this event, just basically trying to create like independence and to be able to run their own communities and stores mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and the thing is to just do something like that, you can't just do that without some kind of resisting force, yeah. you know, to like, you know, so that's pretty much the thing that they were trying to shoot for. And there's still people who believe in that ideology, just like, you know, keep it separate. Like integration was not a concept that everyone took to and everyone wanted, oh, you know, it still is and yeah. st- still to this day. So, yeah, I mean, it, and it's great to just have that variety of voices, even if it's ones that maybe you don't agree with. They're still very much part of the overall movement and conversation. So I'm glad that that wasn't I'm glad that was included. But I, yeah, I, I, I think I think at the end, Questlove, I, I think he tried to include everybody. And that includes the people that he maybe wasn't didn't want them to take away nothing but good feelings from this thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did want some, but he still wants to speak to people. And that's what's important. Yeah. Dialogue is important. You know, expressing yeah. ideas to each other. That's what's important. And then maybe you can understand why maybe this wasn't so easy to, like, you know, brand and package. Oh, yeah. For you sure. Know. I didn't. I tell you, uh, I watched the whole thing uh, at my desk, uh, but on on a, on a television. It was on a big, nice, fancy oh. television. Mm-hmm. But people did come and go. I think it was a Saturday afternoon. There were I, there was like a barbecue going around in the house. And so oh. people walked past. And uh, my cousin was walking by just as Nina Simone was uh, calling for violence. And his reaction was, oh, shit. <laughs> that's all. That's it. That was yeah. the reaction. And yeah. I was like, I think that might have summed it up right there. Yeah. There's people in that crowd that were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Black people. Oh, yeah. Like, because, I think black people, you know, like, they're, they're not the first ones that are just going to jump on that train. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. come yeah. on, dude. Like, because we're not you can't gonna... say. Like, they're, yeah. they, they're different thinking. Yeah, Everybody's not, a different thinking same, person. Yeah. You know, and, and then going back to when I was talking about the homogeny, like, this mm-hmm. is a period where we stopped being like, basically like like far as music and fashion and everything like just to be 
like what white people were doing, like, you know, wearing suits and, you know, relaxing their hair and all this stuff. Like you started, this is when natural hair started. This is when mm -hmm. we went back to like Afrocentricism and such. Uh, that also had another rebirth in the in the 80s with you know with the spike leads and the and the you know kid in plays and the you know uh and then it's getting another one now where we're starting to see another rise uh to toward that and that's just more just embracing our individualism and how we are different and not trying to blend and you're seeing that in this infancy because you look at a crowd you'll see people who are wearing just like tucked in slacks and mm -hmm. You know, short hair. You know, yeah. There's uh, everything telling, in that crowd for sure. I, yeah, I was telling my, my, I was telling, I was telling um, Dan and my and our friends that like me wearing dreadlocks in 2021 is, uh, is like I get criticism from both my oh, mother and and there and was father. just a and, like, there was just an NPR story about all the different companies that don't allow you to have dreads as a hairstyle. That's crazy. And then, and then there's legislation that's been <laughs> that's passed, but like what you know, it's uh, that's still not like ironclad. So it's still very much like my parents want me to, since I don't have like established wealth and a career, a viable career, like they see that as like a hindrance and they like, oh, you should like. And they're not wrong. Clean. You want to take it seriously. And they're not, and they're not wrong. At the same time, yeah, they got to recognize that. It sucks that they're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, oh, yeah. the, is the story. Mm -hmm. So like it's even to this day. So it's, for me, it was a lot like there was. You know, as we have this rise, as going fast forward to now, we have you know Black Lives Matter. We have mm -hmm. uh, the response to police injustice and and the like. Like we have, uh, it's. I mean, you just realize how far we've come, but how far we haven't. And I think that could be the same for most most like you know I guess you know what you want to call it, movements. And yeah. my biggest takeaway was like. Could this happen today? Could something of this caliber, something of this significance, artists oh. in in this like space? Well, we didn't talk about Dave Chappelle. And remember? it's like and block party. So that oh. Oh, thank you. So that yeah. that brought me to like. Uh, so I had an experience, and it was a theater experience. Uh, when did we say that? Can't we and, looked it up? Um, like two thousand four, right? Um, two thousand four, two thousand six, somewhere around five, around yeah. then. Yep. Mid, mid, the mid aughts, and so for me, like that. So Dave Chappelle's block party was like my summer of soul, like yeah. experience type, because that was from my early adulthood, and uh, and you'd never I seen something like, like that, really. Wow. Yeah, and it, and also, it, 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 yeah, it was. It, I mean, Kanye West was there. I mean, goodness, and so mm -hmm. like. Uh, and that was during his little uh, during his uh, college dropout days, and so um, Erica Badu, and then they had the biggest thing about it was the reunion of the Fugees. So they yeah. actually, and and I remember having hearing it rumored because the internet wasn't like what it was today, where everything just went boom. Oh, this happened. It was like, oh wait, did that really happen? Did did Lauren Hill join Mike Cliff on stage? And you saw it, and it was like, holy shit! Mm -hmm. And that was a great moment for me. But um, uh, so but anyway, like uh. For me, it was a very. But you're saying could have happened. I wish today. I, I, I wish I would have. But yeah, it would, it would have happened today. Like, I don't know if it would. Thank you for steering me back. Um, yeah. I don't know because the music industry is different. It's it's, you know, it's what we're hearing most. The music that dominates our airwaves from black artists are stuff that is detrimental. It's it's about well, drugs. It's about. It's. I mean, it's, it's they could have. But they said the same thing in the '90s. 
Um, what I think the bigger difference is that those uh, social movements are different. Uh, the way that social we receive, that's the bigger, I think that's bigger than, the, uh, we can't put together like a, like a music series that could get people together. I think it's more that the way p- get people get together is so vastly different from back then that this type of thing doesn't, doesn't happen. Yeah, but when they do collect and have these ensemble things for like a cause or something, it's usually really overproduced and cheesy uh, and it kind of misses the mark. Uh, I think it's always uh, been that way though. I don't think it's... Mm-hmm. I don't think like we don't look back on we are the world as this thing that saved like the world, people, right? No, I think of it as like a code <laughs> yeah. commercial. That's what it's it was like supposed to do. Oh, like or, 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 no, that's Hands Across the America. Oh. I think you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Maybe there's an alternate but universe where uh, that, did, that did do that. But yeah, I know it's it's. It, but you know, this was just so pure and so yeah. It, I well, just it, which, it just it's lightning in a bottle. I'm curious. Do you think that these these the the footage it, will it be made available? Can we just watch the full performances somewhere, or will we? That would that's a good point. Yeah, because I think that would be really cool to see. But yeah, I, yeah, I really want to like like because yeah. this was a culture movie. It wasn't a concert doc. Yeah, like a concert yeah. doc is just about the concert. It's, yeah. yeah, this is how it wasn't awesome a music this, this music yeah. was. This yeah. was not a like a music performance. It was a, it was a cultural thing. like significance documentary, and yeah. as it was amazing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I really want to see the music, just yeah. the music. Because I heard that's it one was, of because the, you know there were there were productions. There was a show like I like yeah, it's a whole bunch of canisters like, of film uh, together. That, that's something like yeah. I've I've hosted music events before, and I mm-hmm. and I Fancy. um thank you, and yeah, the guy the guy uh yeah it reminded me kind of like of the oh the guy who put it together I, yeah, right yeah what yeah. guy was cool. Tough Lawrence? or something like that? Was he Tony so, Lawrence? You know, I used to do, like else. crowd intera- interactions and like have fun too. with it and like you know and, and uh, kind of riff with the band a little bit, you know. So, uh, but he, yeah, but he's a yeah, he was a star. But you know, he just never. I don't think that was what he was concerned about. He really just wanted to like uplift the people and like put on some good, you know, performances and shows. Uh huh. And did you figure out who the original producer is? Is that what you were looking up? I was trying to find it, but I yeah, I don't know. Did was, you find it? Earl? I thought his name was like something funky, like Tuck, like T U C H. Like it had he had like a. But I can't know. I can't remember. I can't find it. What was the, the original? Who, name of it? Har- Harlem Culture Festival. The guy who had the yeah. Cultural the guy Festival. who had the footage. Well, was that the same Anyways. guy who hosted yeah. it? That was the producer of the of the of the thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Or promoter maybe. Uh oh, Hal Tulchin. Uh, there was a T U C H in there. <laughs> Hal T U L C H I N Tulchin. Producer. Yeah, he just had oh, it. right. He just had that stuff. Uh, Tony Lawrence was the organizer, You're right? Oh, Tony, Tony Lawrence. Lawrence. Okay, was the original organizer. But uh, he yeah, did a good job. He was good. Yeah, and I think you guys that we did a pretty good job at this podcast. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I think we hit all no. the big. Well, it's funny because like, <laughs> well, no, a, Raul, I got a half-hearted we, yes from Dan and just we, silence from Yad. <laughs> no, well, because going into this, I know Raul, like you were thinking, like you, you didn't maybe necessarily, and this happens with us a lot, where we like kind of undermine sure. what we think on things. Well, my notes were like, we have. my notes were not thick. Well, I had zero. I had zero notes, but I had enough feelings okay. from it, and then me and Yanni, I knew would have enough stuff. So I think in that case, we did, uh, we did as much as can be expected I think so too. for something like we, this. I yeah. was, yeah, I will say that, like what you said in the beginning, like I wish I saw it with more people and more black people, and mm-hmm. I would, and I want to see 
it, I would love to see it in a theater where there's a like a generation generations. You know, uh-huh. although I would have loved to see this with my mom. You know, she's in New Mexico. Uh, and she would have loved it because she would have known most of the songs, and um, yeah. and, and she would have had her own views on those artists. And, 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 yeah, yeah, maybe not even know. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Not, maybe not even have known this happened. Oh, you know? for sure. Um, you for know, sure. We're, we're from Chicago, so and I was just thinking about like, well, my mom was nine years old when this was out, and I'm looking at the kids in the crowd, like, oh, that could be my mom, you know? Right. Like, that's 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 pretty awesome uh, and eerie. Yeah. Too. Oh, because on your same point with like Harlem, uh, my mom's only twenty years older than me. She's only twenty years older than me, so yeah. But so still, I'm, like that's twenty years into the some deep, deep cultural shiftings, you know. So, uh, yeah. I was thinking though, like in terms of what you were saying, that like could this happen today? I would say like for sure not in Harlem because, or in this way, because Harlem's been very heavily gentrified. So. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. Yeah, like that. Would, be, uh, I'd be a bunch of hipsters. We can, we can't go oh, to yeah. Harlem. Uh, well, to watch this movie, but uh, I am just doing the math. I'm ten minutes away from a Magic Johnson theater. You guys want to go? <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah. Like, I just wanted to check out. Uh, those yeah, still so exist. I, I, I didn't that. know those still existed. Hell yeah! Like, oh wow. Yeah, the few left. I think. Yeah, no, there's one in that, Harlem. There's one in Harlem too. I think somewhere in New York, for sure. There's oh, wow. there's one, or there was there was less. I mean, when I was, I believe I never that went. they. Didn't, aren't they partially owned by somebody else now? They're Probably. Like, they're just, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think, think it's, he he, his name is just, it's the same way he owns the Dodgers. Right. And the Part of the Lakers, fitness. if I'm correct? Yeah. The Dodgers so. just bought the Lakers? Still, I think. Oh, is that 27%? Right? They oh, bought 27% shit. of the Lakers? Yeah. Jesus. That's crazy. Okay. All right, guys. I think that's going to be it. Um, yeah. Oh, thank um, you. Oh, yes, please. Super random. So from the beginning, you guys were talking about uh, REM. Um, mm hmm. And uh, so recently, I was using the song uh, "Mad World" in sure. a, uh, a story World. YouTube story, and mm-hmm. I looked it under REM because I thought that was that's REM not REM song though. No, it? it is not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's Ju- Gary Jules. Right. And, well, uh, so yeah. Uh, you're thinking of the with Michael uh, Andrews the the cover because "Tears for Fears" is the original. Oh, so Tears you're thinking of the Donnie Darko. You're the Donnie Darko one, right? Yeah. The sad. Oh, so that song comes from Donnie Dark. Donnie Darko. That's, uh, it. I believe it came from the Donnie Darko soundtrack. Uh, it was also heavily used in Gears of War advertisement. Yeah, I remember the Gears of War advertisement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a cover. Say. That is a. That's a. Cover that's a cover of a Tears for Fears song. Yeah. Ah. The Gary Jules. Go listen to Gary Jules movie. Uh, music. Yeah. Uh, Do you get anything out of the Summer of Soul? Also, go check Bla- out. <laughs> I haven't said anime in like three episodes. Uh, Yasuke, Black Samurai anime on Netflix. Yasuke, awesome. I heard Yasuke. about that. Yeah, or Yasuke, if you wanna. Well, that's a jet, like just to give it the whole, the right. full. Yeah, Y S Y A S U K. Yeah. Black. Okay. On that. On that note. <laughs> adios. <laughs> right. Now, just watch.